Welcome back, folks. We have a great episode planned for you here this week. We're going to be jumping into our NFL Ultimate Teams. It's the same concept we used last year. We'll explain it to you a little bit more in a few moments here, but it's always something really fun that I like diving into as we're in the the thick of the offseason looking for some content. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump right into it. So leading off the charge here, we're going to start with quarterback and Last year, I took Lamar Jackson, and I'm going to go the same route this year. I just think that when you're looking at it from the grand scheme of things, Lamar Jackson makes everything easier on your offense and offensive line that you can be kind of flexible in other spots. And when you're also looking at it, the Baltimore Ravens, there's not a ton of guys on this team that I really think are super impact players other than Lamar Jackson, Marlon Humphrey, and maybe Mark Andrews. So I think we're going to capitalize and get their best player and he's one of the the most dynamic and interesting talents in the entire NFL. So I think we're getting a really good one here at the top with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And uh, I'll preface this by saying when I get to the next position here is we're going to go with 11 personnel, which that means three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back. So our next up is going to be our running back. And I'm going to go with Derrick Henry from the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, I know he missed a ton of time last year, but once again, he's a really special talent. I think pairing him up with Lamar Jackson would be really interesting. And when I'm looking at the rest of this Tennessee Titans roster, once again, it's it's similar to the Ravens, and they have a lot of good talent. They don't have a ton of like elite great talent. Uh, you could maybe look to the defensive side of the ball, maybe like a Harold Landry or Jeffrey Simmons. But I think the the value you're getting out of Derrick Henry here is much greater than adding one of them guys to your roster where we could possibly use a different team. So Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans as running back. Heading right into wide receiver, our first wide receiver that we're adding to our roster here is going to be Tyreek Hill for the Miami Dolphins. So him moving over to the Miami Dolphins really actually helps us out and opens up a spot for us to add a Kansas City Chief who they have one of the better rosters in the NFL to the rest of the the team here. So Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins. I didn't really see another opportunity on the Dolphins to add a guy of this caliber. So I figured why not just go get their best player and add him to our ultimate team here. And that's exactly what we did with Tyreek Hill. He's, He's very dynamic. He can push the field vertical. He can do some underneath stuff. He can help you out in the screen game. And even in a pinch, he could be a return guy. So I really like adding him to the roster and being kind of a utility guy for us there. Next up, our next wide receiver is going to be Justin Jefferson, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Quietly has put together two of the most, or excuse me, two of the best seasons back to back in NFL history for a, a two year NFL guy. So basically, he's only been in the league two years. Has had one of the best two years stretches of it ever. And when I was looking at this. I think that his talent is going to really be able to complement what you're going to get from Tyreek Hill and our other guy on this list. Because like I said, you got Tyreek Hill, kind of the gadget guy, the underneath guy, the screen guy. Now you got Justin Jefferson, more of like the polished route runner, chain mover type of guy, possession receiver that's going to be able to do give you something a little bit different than what you're getting from the, the other talents on this roster. And when I looked at it, Minnesota Vikings, once again, they're similar to the Ravens in that regard where they got a lot of Good guys. Uh, you could have went Dalvin Cook here, but I like Derrick Henry better. And maybe Everson Griffin, but he's missed so much time that we don't exactly know what he is anymore. So I figured this would be a perfect spot for the Minnesota Vikings to get on this this team here. And we get Justin Jefferson, one of the best young receivers in the game. Rounding out our receiver room, 
I decided to turn my attention to the West Coast, and we got DK Metcalf for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I didn't really think I was going to get a Seattle Seahawk on the team here. They're very young. They've lost a lot of talent. Russell Wilson is no longer on the team, and I just didn't know where we were going to get him on here. And when I'm looking at the receiver rooms, a lot of these other teams have some elite talent outside of their their stud receiver, uh, namely like in uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They got Devontae Adams now. Well, maybe we want to go to Max Crosby on the other side of the football, so we can't really go that direction. Uh, Jamar Chase. They have a pretty rounded out, solid defense. Maybe we wanted to go with Jesse Bates later on this team. Uh, you wouldn't be able to do that if you got a Jam- uh, Jamar Jefferson. Excuse me. Jamar Chase, <laughs> I apologize. So I decided to go DK Metcalf. Once again, he's a he's a very different type of body type. And as Dar- Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks always say, you want to build a receiver room kind of like a basketball team have a lot of different shapes and sizes and abilities to really make your offense dynamic and like I said Tyreek Hill the gadget guy Justin Jefferson the chain mover now we got the bona fide deep threat uh, physical specimen in DK Metcalf who can really push a team vertical and is a huge body that can go up and get it even in the red zone as well too so really like this pick too to round out the room and that way we can get some serious value out of the Seattle Seahawks as well too. Next up is going to be the tight ends, and we're only going to have one tight end, so I shouldn't say multiple, but for tight end, I decided to go with Travis Kelsey. As we mentioned, uh, Tyreek Hill moving over to the Miami Dolphins really opened up an opportunity for us here to get a tight end on the roster that was still an elite talent, but also capitalize on this Kansas City uh, roster that's got a couple of guys that I would have liked to include. Now, Travis Kelsey... One of the best receiving threats in the NFL. He's a great possession receiver. You're not getting as much from him as a blocker as you are a guy like George Kittle or even like a guy like Mark Andrews. But I think the receiving threat he's going to give you is really going to be dynamic and really complement this receiver room. Uh, Similar to a Justin Jefferson, obviously not with the same athletic traits, but a really capable chain mover, someone that can push vertical and really capitalize on Lamar Jackson's arm talent. So moving along, we're going to get right to the offensive line here, and we're going to lead it off with left tackle, and the left tackle I'm going to go with was arguably the best left tackle in the game last year, and it was Trent Williams for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, once again, the San Francisco 49ers team has a lot of talent on it. Like I I thought about saving them to try to get Fred Warner on the other side of the ball, but I think just by sheer happiness here, Trent Williams is been the best left tackle in the game here him getting to san francisco was huge and since we're not going to use george kittle i decided to go with trent williams here and get the best left left tackle in football moving on to left guard and this one was a pretty easy selection as well too because we didn't use their running back but i'm going quentin nelson uh left guard for the indianapolis colts and when i'm looking at this i I either wanted to go jonathan taylor or quentin nelson and when I decided to go Derrick Henry at running back, it really opened up the team and basically said, okay, well, you're going to go get the best guard in football and put him on this roster. So Quentin Nelson, Sodomon here at left guard, pretty easy decision after we passed on Jonathan Taylor. At center, now this one was a little bit tougher because once again, some of the best centers in football are on teams that are really good or have a lot of talent like Corey Lindsley over in uh, Los Angeles Chargers, you know, we could go that route, but then also then you're going to miss out on a ton of talent that they've added on the defensive side of the ball this year. 
Or once again, we could go Creed Humphrey, but we already have a Kansas City Chief on this team in Travis Kelsey, so we can't really go that direction either. Now, where I decided to lean was to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and get Jason Kelsey, who's been a really, really good starting center in the NFL. And when I look at this Philadelphia Eagles roster, they have a lot of like average to above average players, but they don't have any of the like supremely talented guys. Um, maybe an AJ Brown that they just added, but I, I kind of like how we had put together this receiver room already and didn't really want to go AJ Brown here. So the, there wasn't a ton of opportunity to get a Philadelphia Eagle on this roster. So why not capitalize one of their, you know, wily vets that they've had on their team that's performed very, very well for a very long time in Jason Kelsey. And that's exactly what we did. And, not even to mention here, we get the Kelsey brothers on the same squad. So Jason Kelsey center. Now, right guard, I I really struggled trying to find a guard because I could have went to Cleveland Browns, but then there's some defenders on the other side of the ball that I really wanted to get from their team that have shown some serious upside, that have some serious talent. So I didn't want to get one of their guys here as well. But I decided to go with Brandon Sheriff of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, him moving to Jacksonville really helps us out here because I don't know if a Jacksonville Jaguar makes our team if uh, Brandon Sheriff doesn't because they're just so young and they're so unproven and the guys that are on that roster really haven't developed the way that they thought they would. So they're kind of lacking talent overall as a team. But they have a ton of potential. And I mean, next year we could see one or two of these guys crack this team here. But just for this year, Brandon Sheriff, we're going to get him to anchor that right guard spot and keep our quarterback upright and plow some lanes for Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson. And rounding out the offensive side of the football here, we're going to get our right tackle. And once again, why not go back to the well and get the best right tackle in all of football and get Tristan Wirfs from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, when you're looking at the Buccaneers team, another team that has a ton of top-end talent. I mean, you could have went with one of their linebackers that they got on that team. You could have went Tom Brady. You could have went Mike Evans. We could have went a lot of different routes. But, I mean, arguably, Tristan Wirfs is their best player on their entire team, other than maybe Tom Brady. So if we're going to go Lamar Jackson at quarterback, why not get their next best player in Tristan Wirfs, who just happens to be the best at his position in all of football? So... I think that's really going to tie our offense together here. So just recapping here, we got Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Derrick Henry running back, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, wide receiver Justin Jefferson, wide receiver DK Metcalf, tight end Travis Kelsey, left tackle Trent Williams, left guard Quinton Nelson, center Jason Kelsey, right guard Brandon Sheriff, right tackle Tristan Wirfs. So this week, as mentioned, we're going to be making our NFL Ultimate Team, just like we did last year. And essentially what we're doing is we're making an entire offense and defensive roster using only one player from each team. So basically, if I use Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs, I am no longer able to use another player from the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the only person that I can have. So we're going to assemble an entire offense and an entire defense, 11 players on each side using one from each team. So doing the math there, that means 10 teams will be left out. We'll make sure we mention them at the end as well too. I think that this is just a fun exercise to see the best teams that we can assemble based on some of these elite players from each of these programs. And along the way, I'll, I'll try to mention uh, some conceptual is view uh, <laughs> to basically sum up why I chose these guys and where my mind was headed when assembling the roster. 
turning our attention to the defensive side of the ball, we kind of continued on our trend here and wanted to get some elite players on this side of the ball, especially in the front seven. So we'll start off with our first edge. And just to outline here, we're going to be running a 4-2-5 defense. So that means four down linemen, two linebackers, and five defensive backs behind it. So leading right off with edge, I went Miles Garrett. I think this guy's an absolute freak of nature. He's a next-level athlete at the position who's a difference maker, not only when he's getting sacks, but uh, pushing the pocket and making things happen and collapsing it on top of uh, opposing quarterbacks. So I really like Miles Garrett, and I really like his ability as an edge defender. And he was mainly the, the main talent I wanted to address here uh, from Cleveland on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the next selection here is a pretty easy one as well to an interior defensive lineman. It's going to be Aaron Donald. I think he is one of the most versatile or dominant players on defense in the history of the NFL. And he's actually really versatile, as we were mentioning, too. He can play some edge. He, he mainly plays on the interior, but he's going to be drawing double and triple teams. He's a must on the defensive side of the football on any list you're talking about of the best players in the NFL. So definitely a, a deserving of the spot that he got on our defense here. The other interior defensive lineman, which is at this point, it's almost not even fair, is Cameron Hayward for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, it was a tough decision to choose between Hayward and TJ Watt, but I ended up going Hayward just due to the scarcity of the position on the interior. There, I think the difference between Donald and Hayward and the next guy in that next tier is so significant that it, it, it's hard to make up that ground as compared to edge defender, which you'll see in just a second who we picked over TJ Watt. But I shouldn't say over T.J. Watt instead of T.J. Watt. We just decided to go at a, a position that was less depth in terms of elite talent. So our second edge position is going to round out with edge defender Robert Quinn from the Chicago Bears. And I know he's not a, a household name, but, I mean, this is a guy that was, like, top three in sacks last year. I think he ended up with, like, 18 and a half. And I know he's a little bit older. He's, like, 32. But clearly he's still got something left in the tank. And he is, like, the lone bright spot on that Chicago defense. There, there's not much to get excited about unless you're you're excited about some of these young guys that they've been bringing in via the draft. But pairing up Robert Quinn with Miles Garrett – I think is a really good idea because Miles Garrett's this physical power specimen that's going to be able to bull rush guys and really move offensive linemen or win with speed if he wants to. But Robert Quinn is like this dynamic speed and hand threat off the edge and just knows how to use his uh, athletic ability. You pair that with a couple of these guys inside that are rushing and that are able to be pocket pushers and Donald and Hayward. I mean, you're getting a ton of battles that you're just going to flat out win with these these front four here. I think this is one of the most dynamic fronts you could put together, and I don't really think that we spared much in terms of, hey, we sacrificed this position to get someone else down the line. I mean, you could maybe sub out Quinn for TJ Watt, but like I said, then you're just losing the talent on the interior part of the ball. Heading to that next level, we're going to go with the two backers. And uh, the first off-the-ball linebacker is going to be Demario Davis. Uh, this was the, the position I struggled with most on uh, pretty much either side of the ball was mainly because I couldn't find – I really wanted to get Fred Warner. I really wanted to get Darius Leonard. I really wanted to get uh, Devondre Campbell. I wanted to get some of these guys that played at a really high level last year that are big-time difference makers. And I'm not saying that Demario Davis isn't. He's a very key piece of that New Orleans defense that's been very solid for the last decade. But – I think that those other three or four guys are just next level guys that like have coverage ability and just can so do so many different things. 
But in order to get one of them guys, I'd be sacrificing somebody in the defensive backfield, somebody on the offensive side of the football. So I decided to, to settle on Demario Davis, who's been a rock-solid, steady veteran that uh, actually ended up being a second-team All-Pro last year. So give me Demario Davis as our first backer. Now, the second linebacker here might be cheating because I don't know what to call this guy. He's literally a jack-of-all-trades on this side of the field, but it's going to be Micah Parsons. This is where I'm going to fit him in because I really like his ability as an off-the-ball linebacker, but he was so good as an edge defender last year that, he, I mean, he's splitting time between the positions. I don't know what you call this guy, but I, I kind of ch- I'm cheating here getting him on the field, but I think that could really make you diverse in some of your pressure schemes based on what we have in the front four here. And he's, he can have some off-ball ability as well, too. He's not completely lost in coverage, but it's not the best part of his game. I just think he's very versatile and could be a huge chess piece for whatever you're, you're deciding to do with this defense here. Moving into the secondary, we're going to start off with cornerbacks. So we're going to have two corners, a nickel, and then two safeties. So our first corner is going to end up being J.C. Jackson, uh, recently signed with the Los Angeles Chargers. And... This is the main reason that we couldn't get Corey Lindsley on this side of the or on the other side of the football was because I wanted to include one of these defenders, whether it was Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, one of these other guys that they've signed that really round out this defense, or even Joey Bosa could have been a player here. But I think Jackson is just so good uh, at his ball skills and coverage. He's, I mean, he's got to be leading the league in interception over the last like three, four years. Just on, I mean, he had like seven last year, and I think it was like six or seven the year before. So, I mean, this guy's got insane production uh, that he's coming from that New England scheme there. I think he can be very versatile, too. I don't think he's just a lineup in front of you, lock you up, man-on-man guy. I think he could be part of that zone scheme, which is uh, something I think Staley's going to really like to run, bringing over from Los Angeles. Opposite of J.C. Jackson on our ultimate team here is going to be A.J. Terrell, cornerback from the Atlanta Falcons. And now A.J. Terrell is kind of a new name he was a rookie, I believe, three years ago, and he really burst onto the scene last year. I think he was like the number two graded corner by PFF, number two or three in all of the NFL, uh, basically playing in obscurity. I mean, this guy's playing at Atlanta where teams are just tossing the ball all over him. But I think I don't think that's a uh, a knock on him. I think that's just a knock on the talent around him. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's playing with almost nobody. I mean, he's playing with like Isaiah Oliver opposite him, who's never lived up to a second round grade in his entire career so far. And I mean, between him and Grady Jarrett, those are the only two starting caliber players, I believe, on that defense as of last year. Uh, Fowler had his moments as well, too. But I mean, it's, it's 11 players. It's not two or three. So give me A.J. Terrell, who's looked like an absolute superstar for the the Atlanta Falcons, and it was a really good selection by that front office. Moving on into the nickelback position, and this is this is where I really struggled, was to get a guy that had some inside-outside versatility that can play that third corner spot, but also not take away from some of these elite players we had at other positions. And where I settled in on, and I think that this is going to be huge, I think this is going to be the difference maker position on this defense. It's going to be Jair Alexander. Now, Jair Alexander for the Green Bay Packers plays all over the place, and I understand that he was hurt for a majority of last year. But when this guy plays, he is one of the best defenders in the NFL. He is a big-time difference maker on that Green Bay defense, and if he's healthy for a full year, they look completely different in the passing game. And he was also the main reason why I couldn't get like a Devondre Campbell on this defense, that I didn't go with a Kenny Clark. I didn't go with anybody else on the offensive side of the ball. The only guy I would have took from Green Bay over this uh, individual here probably would have been Aaron Rodgers, and I went a different route at quarterback. 
So Jair Alexander fitting him in the nickel here, I think is absolutely locked down with the two other guys you got playing on the outside. And he's a willing tackler as well, too. So that's a big thing when you're getting a, a plus defender out of that nickel position in the box as well. Moving along to the last two spots here, it's going to be the two safety positions. It's going to be the first one's going to be Jesse Bates. I kind of hinted at it on the offensive side of things here on the pod where I think Cincinnati has something special in a, in a coverage guy in the back end in Jesse Bates. I think that he's got a, a true single high uh, cover two ability. He's, he can play both. He's got some serious ball skills. I think he's well-deserving of a big-time contract. Whether they choose to pay him or not, it's going to be interesting. But I think that he could really round out and add to this secondary group Whereas I think both of, and how we have this set up now, I don't really foresee having like a box safety. I think both of these guys that we're going to have are very versatile in, in terms of coverage options, just because with uh, the ability of Jair Alexander to be that nickel guy and being so physical in the run game, I think that we have some possibilities where we can keep these guys on the back half and play that shell too, that even like a Brandon Staley likes to run as well too. And similar to what they run in Green Bay as well and Los Angeles. The other safety position, as hinted at, uh, is going to be another guy that's a big-time coverage player. I think he's very versatile in terms of t- what he can do in coverage. Is going to be Micah Hyde. Uh, once again, he's got some serious ball production coming from that Buffalo defense. And I, I look back to even his Green Bay days. Uh, this guy, he can play your single high. He can play cover two safety. He can even drop down in the nickel in the box if you need it. I'd prefer not to use him there just because I think he's so good on the back end. But if you needed, you could do that. And I think it gives the ability on this defense to have some seriously versatile looks in terms of what you can offer up to other teams and when you look at it and I think that's kind of where defenses are heading nowadays is just having the ability to be versatile in different ways on and give different looks and send pressure from different places and have different guys drop in that you normally wouldn't have or even have add guys to the box that you normally wouldn't add to the box. So I think this is where it's heading is almost to like position positionless football, but not quite there. So I think that these corners and safeties and linebackers can be very interchangeable with how they're played. So recapping it, on the defensive side of the ball, the team looks like edge defender Miles Garrett. Defensive tackle Aaron Donald, defensive tackle Cameron Hayward, edge defender Robert Quinn, linebacker Demario Davis, linebacker Micah Parsons, corner J.C. Jackson, corner A.J. Terrell, nickel Jair Alexander, safety Jesse Bates, and safety Micah Hyde. So that leaves us with 10 teams who were not used in this exercise here. And I, I think it's interesting when you look at it is a lot of these teams don't have the rosters that you think they do and have the top end talent that you normally see with some of these teams that are ready to excel and be uh, competitive at the next step of the game here and the first one's going to be the Washington football team behind them it's the New York Giants the Detroit Lions Arizona Cardinals Carolina Panthers New York Jets New England Patriots Houston Texans and then the last two rounding this out that really surprised me that I ended up not using was going to be the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Now, when I look at it, the last two on that list there, they have some players that really could have cracked this list. And I almost thought about subbing in Devontae Adams for like a DK Metcalf. But then I thought back to how you engineer a team. And like I said, it's it's different. You got to be able to complement each other. And we already had that dynamic route runner. And uh, 
Justin Jefferson, who's a little bit younger and I think a little bit quicker than Devontae at this stage in the game. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game, so maybe I really should make that substitution, but I'll stick by my list. Uh, I'll stick by who the guys I got here. And the last one would be Denver. It was really hard. I came down to it. I thought about uh, putting in Justin Simmons because I'm a huge Justin Simmons fan uh, over a Jesse Bates. But once again, I think that there's some unlocked potential in Jesse Bates, who's a hair younger. And I think that Simmons, I'm not saying he's a product of a good defense, but uh, Bates is, he's kind of playing on a defense that was good, but it's not great. So that was uh, one other thing that really played into the, the decision that we ended up making there. So that's going to be it for our ultimate team. That's the offensive and defensive side of the football. Let us know your thoughts, some of your favorite picks, or even if you want to engineer your own, let us know. Put together a roster and compare it to ours, and let's see if you can engineer one that's better than ours. So that's going to be it for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the ultimate team uh, segment that we did. That's something that I really enjoy uh, looking into and just kind of see how roster construction works and where my head's thinking at when we're picking some of these best players in the league and where the game's leaning to in terms of uh, players at each position. So I always think it's really fun to take a look at. And if someone ever wanted to compete and build a roster against you, then you can show it down here and say, say, hey, who's better at constructing a roster than who? So once again, we'll be back next week, Thursday. Uh, we'll have some great uh, content for you planned out. Uh, as always, uh, hit subscribe. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you're following along. We're always coming out with great stuff, even in the off season here. So until next time, we'll see you folks later.